Hi, Max. I wanted to share something with you. I wanted to tell you how grateful I am and how you've embraced your sobriety since day one. I'm grateful for how you changed your life. I'm grateful for the love you have for me. I'm grateful for you. Love, Mom. If your loved one is still struggling with addiction, you might not feel like you'll ever get to grateful. But we can show you how. At Karen, we've helped families overcome addiction for 70 years. So if your loved one is ready for something different, visit caron.org lost. Have you heard? Sling TV offers the news you love for less. Hey, wait. You look and sound just like me. I am you. I'm the same news programs on Sling TV for less. You mean you're me, but for less money. A lot less. I'm all the favorite news programs and more on Sling TV starting at just $40 a month. Everything great about me, but for less money? Which makes me greater, don't you think? Get the news you love and more for less. Start saving today. Visit Sling.com to see your offer. ruin my Christmas intro because you know what I'm going to sing. It has not graced my lips since the beginning of this year. I'm not going to sing the entire song, but um, I want to buy these shoes for my mama, please. It's Christmas Eve and these shoes are just a size. Would you hurry, sir? Daddy says there's not much time. It's running out. You see, she's been sick for quite a while. And I know these shoes will make her smile. I want her to look beautiful with mama meets jesus tonight and i'm very very upset you are not (laughs) jesus christ i will say henry (laughs) called me earlier and said oh you're gonna sing christmas shoes today um do you realize now it's a covid song and that made me very upset Uh he's like oh mommy's gotta wear her sexy shoes when she's in the hospital with covid and um he shit all over my favorite horrible Christmas song, but now that's all I can think of, and I just put it into your brains, and now that's what you're going to think of as well. Uh, That feeling when your boss calls you and asks if you're going to sing Christmas shoes at work, Uh, you know? (laughs) He's just begging for it. Your boss brother, by the way. Um, (laughs) Boss brother, boss brother, what do you say? It's like the brown bear, brown bear, (laughs) and um, but all of it is just, I say you're fired every day. But uh, he can't how many times fire, he fire me. you. How many times are you like, mom's mad at you? And he's just like, you're fired. <laughs> if he tried to fire me, Linda would call him so quickly and be like, Henry Thomas, you can't fire your sister. You got to keep having a job. Because he knows if he fires me, I'm just going to move in with him again. And this is the best part. See, this is what you do. You need to get yourself into a terrifying cycle of power with your sibling. You're like, oh, go ahead, boss brother if really if you if you fire me i have to move in and he doesn't want that i don't want that yeah you got him yeah yeah he might be your boss but you're the one with all the power i'm the one with the power i'm just like melissa joan hart and dear christmas so oh. i i gotta i gotta explain throw it out to me this yeah explain to me this the plot of this 
situation, this horrendous film. I have not had enough time to myself to watch it because I, while I am making my husband, who doesn't like Christmas, watch Christmas-themed programming every single night, I am not going to make him watch Hallmark. That's my private um, special reward to myself. So I... I need you to to inject it to my veins though because I really want to know why do, why why do the, why is Hallmark's thing getting um stars from the 1990s to be in their things? That's the only thing they do. You know I never like to do it, Molly, but I do have to correct you. It is a lifetime Christmas lifetime. movie and it is a which although interchangeable, I need to throw yes. a thank you out there to Jim. Jim hit us up uh, at page7podcast at gmail.com told me to watch Dear Christmas, and I'm going to say this right now, y'all. Email me which ones to watch, and I will watch them. Goth Daddy is gone, and I am just desperately nervous about him being gone in the middle of a pandemic. And so I am filling my life with watching these horrible movies so that I can be alone and stoned in a robe just being like, what are you talking about at the screen? (laughs) But, you know, you can't just watch... I'm definitely going to watch Felice Navi Dad, which is directed by <laughs> Melissa Joan Hart. That is Ooh. on Lifetime as well. But Dear Christmas, I posted about it on Instagram. I just I was I was bowled over. I'm so sad I watched it by myself. If you have friends that love watching Lifetime movies, I highly encourage you watch it together. Melissa Joan Hart plays America's number one podcaster. And the movie was written by people, I'm going to go ahead and guess, who have never heard a podcast in their life. They don't know what podcasting is. The way that she does her podcasting is not how we do it. And I'm not (laughs) saying that as if like, oh, we're the be all end all in podcasting. Throw it out there. We've been podcasting for over 10 years. That's not podcasting. And guys, 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 guys. She has a podcast about love, but she's never fallen in love before. It has every single trope you could ever imagine in a Lifetime movie. It's absolutely perfect. Does she fall in love with the handyman in town who drives a tow truck, who (laughs) is a volunteer firefighter, who makes... Okay, sorry, this is a lot. This is a lot. (laughs) I was just going to say, I I want an example of how bad the podcast is, but go on, please. Yeah, I know. I want to know more about the... Because, like, it's true lifetime. (laughs) It's like, they just don't know how anything works. It's They have somehow found writers that are, like, just... Like so removed from the contemporary reality in which we live. That's one of the joys about it. It is. It's so perfect. I can't even breathe. She's like a Delilah. But I was obsessed with Delilah growing up. And if you are obsessed with Delilah, you know, I've talked about it on the show. Delilah is an absentee parent. In real life, even though she talks about how much she loves her, I'm sorry. This might be I mean, this might be uh, heresy that I'm saying right now. I'm saying this as I love Delilah, Delilah, but all of her children were taken from her. Um, so in this movie, she's talking about love. She wrote a book about love, never been never been in love before. But she they make a podcast as if. It's a live stream, except with it's like she's FDR doing fireside chats. Uh-huh. Okay, so it's in mm. real time while her whole family is downstairs listening 
to the podcast she does on Christmas Eve. Okay, so it's the radio. She, it's like it's live radio. It's live radio. Yeah, it's live uh-huh. radio, but only you can only get it online because that's a podcast. That's what uh-huh. the podcast uh-huh. is. And she wrote a book, and she falls in love with Jason Priestley. And Jason Priestley's name is Chris Massey. Guys, his Again. name is Chris. Massey, everyone calls him Mr. Christmas. Hallmark and Lifetime are like the Riverdale of getting stars from the 90s to be in their things, except 100%. it's not hot and awesome stars from the 90s. It's, I mean, whatever. Most Joan Hart and Jason Priestley are fine, but it just has a whole budget aura to it. Go on. So weird. Absolutely. And like she knew him from eighth grade and she's going through all this stuff from being back home. Melissa Joan Hart looks completely unrecognizable. I don't know. Like, I, I, girl, you are beautiful. You don't need, you don't need it. You don't need to do this to your face. And uh, she falls in love with Mr. Christmas and her sister is pregnant the entire time. But the belly's always moving in different um, lumpy ways. And my favorite part is <laughs> how I know that she that they have never listened to a podcast or know what a podcast is. She comes down downstairs right after doing the podcast and she goes, Penny just called, who is her manager. We my podcast just went viral. <laughs> and everyone cheers. <laughs> Everybody cheers. <laughs> the movie um. is too hours long <laughs> why is it two hours long i loved it it is everything i needed a lifetime movie i i i downloaded an app just so i could watch it it's amazing i still have the app i downloaded from last year and i still can't figure out how to watch it i gotta i'm i'm baffled i got i got cable and i can't figure out how to get all these lifetime movies directly into my system Jackie, I've got some good news for you. The writing team is seems to be a married couple, Keith and Juliet Giglio, Giglio, and they have also. Oh my god, Giglio! Like the Giglio? I think. Are they the Giglio family? So, so (laughs) they have also written another made-for-TV Christmas movie starring Melissa Joan Hart called A Very Nutty Christmas that came out in 2018. So definitely might want to watch that. She plays a workaholic baker, has given up on Christmas, especially this year, when her boyfriend dumps her she's got to fill an order of 15,000 cookies before Christmas. That's too many cookies. And the other movie that they wrote, well, they've written, they've only written made-for-TV uh, romance movies. So the other one I really want to watch, they wrote a movie apparently called Pizza My Heart. It is, a, it is another modern spinoff of Romeo and Juliet, this time about two families who each run a rivalry oh, of pizza, my God, restaurants pizza restaurants in New Jersey. What? Wow. Okay, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, that was and 2005. years ago, we did read the computer-generated script of a Hallmark they, they they fed a robot a bunch of Hallmark movies, and I think still, my favorite line from the single mother, rude behavior, this is a family business, I sell families, I am widow, my husband is now bones. <laughs> and that is, and I am surprised that that line is not in any Hallmark movies, because it's the most Hallmark Oh thing. my God. <laughs> they also, in 2019, so that was 2018, Melissa Joan Hart, Christmas Reservations came out in 2019, written by Keith and Juliet Gili. And, and stars Melissa Joan Hart. It's Christmas at the Treeline Ski Resort. It's called Christmas Reservations, where Holly is the event coordinator at her family lodge. She plans every event and keeps all the guests happy. 
But when her college sweetheart shows up, something, something, uh, now widowed with two children, checks in. Holly discovers she has her own reservations about life and love. Oh my God, I bet she does. It is hard to weed out the good, because you know exactly what I'm talking about. I'm looking for the ones that are so horrible that they are the best. So Mm -hmm. it's because I've looked up like best lifetime uh, Christmas movies. I don't want the best lifetime Christmas movie. I want the worst, the worst. best lifetime Christmas movie. I oh, I'm I tell you goddamn what. I'm definitely going to watch the Kelly Rowland one that comes out this week called Merry Little Christmas where she comes out with her own song for it. And I believe it's directed by her, if I remember correctly. So uh, you got to watch these things. It's tough because, yeah, you got to. To me, my top priority are the ones with the budget stars Lori Laughlin, Candace Cameron Bure like those that's the Melissa Joan Hart that's the shit I want and it is so I have regular cable and and lifetime holiday movies during the month of December play for 24 hours a day so you can always yeah, watch a lifetime movie Christmas movie during the season but and then on a Hallmark you on demand there's there's only like these like there's only like 10 it's and very difficult it's very difficult. Like, I want the ones with the convicted felons in them. I'm speaking about Lori Laughlin. I want Lori the ones. Laughlin. She's in prison right now, by the way. She checked herself in, like, last Friday. Apparently, she's making friends. She's making I saw friends. I saw she's making friends. But, Molly, how do you feel about the Christmas setup? Now, the Christmas setup, I think that we've already talked about this. I think it comes out at the end of this week. The Christmas setup is with Fran Drescher, and it is an LGBTQ plus ah. holiday romance where we finally, they, you know what? It is, it might be too little too late, but they are trying. I will at least give them the fact that I saw two different movies with uh, with actually, it seems, disabled people in them and not just people playing disabled people. I was like, okay, you're trying. That's uh, It's very late, but they're trying. Yeah, I kept talking about Happiest Season, which is another thing I'm yes. very excited to talk about, Let's but I kept talking about it. Happiest Season and my brother kept being like, are you talking about how Hallmark made its first gay movie? And I was like, I think Happiest Season is just... A, a regular gay movie and not a Hallmark gay movie, but it's a that's 2020 for you. You got two different gay Christmas movies coming out. And you have three different, very different reactions whole... to Happiest Season. We have to talk about Happiest Season. Okay, I we will have say, to. let me give the caveat, though, that I agree with you, Jackie. So I, of course... The f- and, and of course, leave it to the Swifty to fucking be the <laughs> defender of this movie, right? I get it. Holden's... Got bad takes, right? Or whatever. I understand. <laughs> I understand. I, I enjoyed watching it. Like, but I have a pathology where I enjoy, which I think we all share, that I enjoy watching poorly made, you know, media. I, I enjoy, yeah. I very I much understand. enjoy watching bad movies. Like, so I it had a lot of fun also. Like Holden, I had a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. I also think that maybe I was, all right, y'all listened to me a couple of weeks ago. I saw the trailer. I lost my mind for it. I was so excited. I thought this was going to be everything to me. I love Clay Duvall. I love Kristen Stewart. I love Dan Levy. I love Mary Steenburgen. Like, don't even get fucking get me started. And I think that maybe, you know when you watch a movie that you're so excited about, that you have such high expectations for, and then it lets you down so you get so upset. And it has nothing to do with the actual plot. 
or the performances in the movie. It is the character of Harper. Yeah. That I hated. She sucks. And the thing is that you would think it's like, oh, but it's like every other stereotypical holiday movie where like, oh, it is you know, it is problematic that that they get, you know, I'm not I'm not even I, I don't I'm sorry. It is problematic at times their relationships. I don't want to give anything away. But what I need to say is it has nothing to do with the fact that Harper does not come out to her parents. That is what the movie's about, is that she's bringing home her girlfriend. It has nothing to do with the fact that she didn't come out. It is the fact, I'm going to start with A, the fact that she doesn't tell her partner yes. until they are on the way there. Yeah, That is it's horrible. Deceit. It's lies. She's just actively lying to her partner from the beginning of the of the interaction, of the relationship. Communication like- and also the fact that Harper lied to her partner about so coming bad. out to her fan. I was just because that was the thing is that it had nothing to do again with like I'm so like I want more representation. I want all of these things. Right. I love all of these people. I was so upset the fact she that she sucks. lied about coming out to her partner. The fact that you would let her get the fact that this is not even that big of a spoiler, but the fact that you have you had a a heterosexual relationship in high school where you did the same thing to somebody else and then you have the audacity to spend all night long out with an ex and then be in the morning being like, what's the fucking problem? What's the problem with it? I don't give a fuck who you fuck. I don't care in the slightest. (laughs) I fuck Anything with a pulse. All right, Jackie. I know. We've got. We've covered. You don't do that to your partner. You don't do that to anyone. And I was so angry the entire time. And then now I'm watching all of these holiday movies with that lens of like, okay, well, how problematic is this? Of course, there's a lot of rom coms that have the problematic tropes that I don't appreciate. But it had nothing to do with how difficult it is to be yourself around your parents. That right. part of it. Dan Levy's every Dan Levy part and every Dan Levy monologue, it's I cried amazing. At. Yes. The whole ending, the spirit of the ending, and that's what I would say. I think I said this off podcast, so I'll just repeat it again here. It's just that I think I actually it actually surprisingly got me in the feels. Like I got a little teary-eyed at the end. And uh, I think it's just because it tapped into a thing with me that I feel really deeply about, which is to say, like that I feel like, you know, there's a lot of all that talk on the internet uh, of the concept of feeling seen and how important that is. And, you know, I feel like you want to feel seen by your friends. You want to feel seen by just social media in general and all these different use cases. But the one place where it's the most hard to feel seen and the one place you want to feel seen the most is by the, your parents, you know, who raised you. And I feel like for me, I've never felt understood fully by my parents. I love my parents, by the way, and we have a great relationship, but this is kind of more of like a therapy thing, but it's like, you know, I feel like that tapped into that, and I feel like it connected to, even though I'll never fully understand what it's like to have to come out, and that's just what it is, but it connected me a little bit to understanding that a little bit more, because I think everybody has something inside of them that they conceal, that they feel like around parents or around even your friends or whoever it is that you feel like, weird about and you have to hide away and how hard that can be and how emotionally gutting that can be because that's who the fuck you are and I feel like they kind of got there for me with it but yeah I I feel like I just 
fully blocked out the part <laughs> where the main character fucking well, I guess the main character is really Kristen Stewart. It's her story, but the, the her love interest uh, just sucks and just, just a sucks. shitty person to be with. Sucks. <laughs> it's it's almost a perfect like for the first like mainstream you know, lesbian romantic comedy because it just takes all of the same toxic tropes from from heterosexual romantic comedies, which is that, mm-hmm. like, if it doesn't matter if someone treats you like absolute shit, you should stay with them. And it's romantic right. for someone to treat you like shit. And it's romantic for someone to, like, neg you. And it's romantic for to have to, like... Right constantly chase someone's approval and to constantly be rejected and when, and then when it's way too fucking late way too late and they finally learn a single damn lesson then you're like oh my god yeah like like and so it's just like uh uh it, it just takes it just which is why i was able to enjoy it because i was like oh this is just like bad like a regular i mean you know right. It's just like this is a story of a toxic relationship that is presented as a loving relationship and it's not. It's a toxic and like emotionally abusive relationship. I I feel like what it is is weird like stuff that all centers around a character motivation stuff that they were just trying to sneak in like, oh, she just wouldn't have gone to the family get together if she had told her before they were on their way there. So I've got to write this scene where she's already trapped in this situation when I feel like she could have figured out workaround. And the other thing is I think I probably still would have gone, though. Like, this is the thing. I had a very intense conversation with my roommate who was also queer and we talked about this where she's like I've been in this situation before mm, mm-hmm. you know like I have been in this and we talked about it and it was an open communication where I went home as her friend and it yeah. was hard and we talked about it the entire time and, right and that and, part is an opportunity to explore a dynamic that I think right a lot of queer couples have experienced especially maybe queer couples who were queer before we were we are in the slightly 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 better time now that w- when it was like yeah it's 1997 and my best friend from college is here right like so that that yeah. element of it is like a could be a fun thing to explore it's just that this is a terrible person to be in a relationship with. And then the other part of it is, I feel like the true ending of that story is yes, that Kristen Stewart says, well, it's too late for me. Wait, you're about, are you about to spoil? Are you about to spoil? Oh, um, no, just that she, well, I, don't, I won't say what happened at the end, but it's definitely a very holiday movie ending. It's a very holiday movie ending, whereas the real ending, I think, is literally just like, Glad you learned your lesson. Good luck in the future. I'm gone. And and they all they they and I, I'll just say they didn't do that. I don't know if that <laughs> spoils things, but I, who gives? I, I don't know. You're worried about spoilers. It's not Star Wars. <laughs> I know, but like, but at the same time, I in my head as I watch it, I was like, okay, all right, right now I'm about to spoil it. So shut it off. Shut this off, or fast forward if you have yeah, not watched we, it. Because we you have care. to spoil it yeah. because of the the yeah, it's important. If she had gotten together with Aubrey Plaza yeah. or at least hooked up with her yeah. or yeah. at least understood, like if there was an yeah. end with that, yeah. I would have been completely understandable. The totally. fact that she stays yes. with her. Yeah. Yes. you, And that was why it didn't, to me, it didn't feel like a 2002 queer movie because in a 2002 queer movie, they would have just been like, here's two queer people who are completely, they've just been kind of like dropped in, uh, they are acting in every way exactly like straight people. We're not going to, I mean, that's the, in having another gay character in the movie felt a little bit like, yeah. And Dan Dan Levy too. And Dan Levy too. Right. But like, right. So having gay people in, like, I feel like just now in 2020, are we having media where there's like 
gay people just in the universe. Like, like we live in a world where there I'm are happy more than... that we are moving forward. <laughs> right. Yes. Yeah. Right. So that felt to be like a little bit more like relevant. Like, oh, it's not just like we're doing a, a a gay you know movie and there's two gay characters only. Like, yeah, there's a best friend who's also gay. There's Aubrey Plaza, an ex who's also gay. Like, so that was was I liked that but right to then present a path for like healthy communication that is then never developed and then that she goes back to the person who treats her like shit is and it's it's right it's not because she's closeted it's not because no. uh, she's afraid to come out to her parents it's because she no. is like an emotionally abusive uh, person who makes her partner feel like shit and lies to her like repeatedly. Uh, She's a narcissist. Yes, and is a narcissist that, that has that has it does not take any any of the the fault for putting her partner in that situation. Man, to the bitter end, by the way, too. Like, yeah. really, just never let up on the lie until it was just like beyond impossible to continue the lie which is like wow like really i guess and you after it all went down you figured it out i guess it's not that the movie but I, it's not that the movie is bad because again especially as a holiday movie like great great performances great i like the other characters but sorry i won't beat a dead horse here i just I, i'm glad that we talked about it i'm glad I mean, we talked it out it's no pizza my heart it's, uh, yeah. you know but yeah. I, I think we'll live <laughs> Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Yeah, I guess. But we do have other things to celebrate right now, which is actually really, really fucking nice to be able to celebrate something right now. Dude, I'm so excited because about Elliot this. Because Elliot Page has come out as transgender, and I have always loved Elliot Page. I think that this is... I, I, I'm i I'm very, very proud of him for doing this. Like, I... It means so much to the trans community. It means so much for our generation because he is 33 years old. That this is this is this is our generation. We grew up with Elliot Page. Yeah, it makes me very excited that we can finally celebrate the fact that he can be who he wants to be. I have yeah. like been in such an emotional like journey around this, and yeah, I realized the same thing too, Jackie. Today I was like. Uh, when I was thinking about this, I was like, oh, yeah, like, like Juno came. I don't remember exactly what year, but like, like, and then I realized, like, oh, yeah, Elliot Page and I are like the same exact age, like, yeah, uh, because like, and then, and like, he was always one of the only actors like I ever identified with, especially uh, him in Umbrella Academy, which I think that he was the only part of Umbrella Academy that I enjoyed, and uh, <laughs> and, and X Men. 
He's been around for such a long time. Sorry, Holden. I know that was a slight against you and how much you love Umbrella Academy. I like Umbrella Academy. I don't like love Umbrella Academy. I enjoyed it. Also, if you want to explore the entire career of Elliot Page, uh, he was in Trailer Park Boys, which is just um, a total gem that I always forget. Um, but yeah, so uh, so the actor from uh, from Juno and Umbrella Academy put this uh, statement out saying, uh, I'm actually um, Elliot and my pronouns are he and they. And... Um, I am also non-binary. I am non-binary, I should say. And uh, I couldn't stop thinking about, like, seeing this statement um, and thinking, like, you know, I'm sure I've talked about this on the show before, but when I was a kid, um, Alan DeGeneres was on the cover of Time magazine in 1997. I think I was in fifth grade, fifth or sixth grade. And she was the only celebrity I'd ever seen who had short hair. And in the Time magazine cover, it's her like, I'm gay. And I saw it and I was just just relentlessly straight. I always have just, to to everyone's confusion, uh, really, really, really liked boys, despite the way that I looked, which is uh, I always had short hair and dressed like a boy. Uh, And when I saw Ellen DeGeneres come out, I was like, well, I guess I must be gay because that's the only person I've ever even remotely been able to see myself in. Like, that's literally the only celebrity who even closely, uh, who even like I could even get even close to uh, imagining myself as. And I was, you know, young. So I was like, maybe I'm gay. And I remember asking my dad, like, is everyone was short as every woman with short hair gay and he was like well no <laughs> like uh and <laughs> he like handled it like you know delicately like uh and i just when i saw this uh statement i was just like man if i was a kid and i had seen uh you know had seen elliot page like come out like it would have been completely life-changing like it would have just been like actually imagining knowing that there was something else like knowing that there is something more knowing that like it is valid to be you know who you are to like I, I, it, I mean I, I was like yeah I was so emotional all day like it is so important like there's a lot of talk about representation representation isn't everything but representation matters because like people who are kids like I was like what I did was just be like, I guess I have to be normal. I'm going to pretend that I don't want to be a boy for, you know, 25 years. And now I'm Elliot Page's age and working through it. But like, yeah, like yeah. kids now are going to see him and be like, oh, yeah, like that person is like cool, famous, talented, hot, uh, like they exist. They are real. I can be real, too. Like and that is just going to mean like so much to so many people like kids but also like people uh, yes our generation older right right like to to just to know that like yeah you are you are valid there are other people like you uh there are so many possibilities for how you can be and and like that just is so it's and it's like a cliche to say that it's brave but it just takes it's like a lot of shit to do that in the public eye and it's like really fucking awesome. Um, Another thing I love that he did was uh, in the whole piece spiel of coming out, it wasn't just look at me in my moment. It was also, Hey, let's raise awareness to the fact that people are fucking dying. And this is not just about me coming out with this. This is about 
us as a community right. needing to figure this shit out. And I think that that's super cool. Um, so it was it was a selfless thing as well. Well, and standing with the trans community. Yeah. yeah. And that was something that, that it seems like he said, I could continue on lying through omission, but I want to be a part of the community that I am a part of. And you're right, Holden. He didn't say it in a way of trying to just drum up attention for themselves. It it was something that it was a stance for people to work for the community. And that is what's so fucking awesome because I hate that it's still a difficult thing to do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, th- I I hate that it is still a fight. I, 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 I just... Another super cool thing I want to throw out there is just that Netflix is now, you know, has already, I believe, changed all of the ending credits for yep. uh, I, Umbrella Academy. I'm thinking, I'm guessing other stuff that he's in and, um, and that, of course, people were weirdly worried, like, what's going to happen with Umbrella Academy? It's like, they're going to just keep being the, the role. What the fuck? And the thing, I feel like the thing about this that is that would be so hard uh, to come out as a famous person and like, right, something that I've been, you know, thinking about for myself and trying to navigate is that like saying like, yeah, I like, you know, it took me a long time to actually say like, yeah, I'm non-binary, even though it's obviously been true my whole life. And like when I told my brother, he was like. Yeah, I'm the least surprised person in the world about this. Like, right. I, it was the same with me where I was like, okay, not that I didn't think that it was a big moment for you, and I appreciate you sharing with me, but I was also just like, okay, cool. Right. Well, I mean, you are you, and I love you no matter what. Right. And, and it wasn't just like, yeah, like, we don't care, but it was also like, yeah, like, of course, because we know you. Like, and so that, so it's like the thing about that in my experience, and I don't want to speak for anybody else, but right, from my, from my experience, the thing that's weird about coming out is like, it it's it kind of like, it's it's as I think that people it's as if you're saying a change, but you're not actually saying a change. You're really just saying something that's always been true. Right. And so right. I think that people conceptualize trans people coming out as like, oh, this person just changed. This person is now Elliot Page. Right. This person now, you know, uses he pronouns like um, and like that is a a change but like this person has always been this person right and i feel like that Mm -hmm. is a hard thing like like nothing like saying that i'm non-binary doesn't actually retroactively or currently change anything about me it's more just trying to like confirm and validate what's always been the case like and so i feel like that is one of the hard things about being a celebrity and and coming out because then right people are like well Oh, we have this this memory of you and Juno, or we have this mem- like how do I co- how do I cope with the fact that I know you as using and they make it about themselves, right, right? Where it's like it has nothing to fucking do with you, right? right. It has to do with him and how, and and how he would like to present himself. It has nothing to do with you, right? And who he is and who he has always been, right? And I think that that's like the thing. The thing that, yeah, that is hard to communicate is, like, this is not actually, like, a reveal, like, of something new. Uh This is, like, trying to clarify something. Like, this is, like, no, the person who you have always known, I've always been this person, right? Like, it's just that this is, like, articulating it more specifically or or more clearly. And that's not to, to, like, uh, to dismiss the act of coming out, but it's just that coming out, yeah, it's not, it's not... 
it's for me it's like well this isn't actually new information it's just like a it's just a clarification like at, that retroactively mm-hmm. will hopefully shed some light on who you've always known me to be I'm the exact same person I always was non-binary it's just that I didn't have the words to say it before right or, yeah. or I wasn't ready to say it or whatever you know and it's so funny because yeah speaking of, this in a way is a general transition period for society and hopefully that window you speak of of 25 years for you personally that the idea is that we won't have those giant gaps of hiding yourself and so it will be way easier for us to understand to to make that adjustment because you know what i mean like i won't be having called you by this female pronoun for for way longer than i ever should have you know, in the first place, because society right. made you feel like you couldn't just be that, you know? Right. And so right. it's interesting. Like, we're in a weird pocket. And I think people are just like, oh, uh, what? And right. I even react like that at first. And still, and every now and again, still get, I'm like, ah, it's just so hard to deprogram that. You know what I mean? Like, as right. a guy in his late 30s, it's hard to deprogram that. But I think the younger generations will hopefully, just every generation will just become less and less of a, bizarre like a a difficult concept right yeah i think i think that's and i think that sometimes right people are afraid um to make mistakes or afraid of maybe of doing something wrong or offending somebody and so people get real twitchy and nervous about it and and that's it's like you know there was a really good thread that i retweeted if you follow me on twitter you can go find it or i can reboost it but it was just like you know a kind of trans 101 and it was like you actually don't have to you know, this is some some kind of like language best practices. Um, and it was like, you know, if you misgender someone, uh, you know, just correct yourself. Like, you don't have to make a big deal out of it. In fact, please don't make it a big deal out of it. You can just, you know, correct yourself, move on, you know, try not to dead name people. Um, you know, you don't have to say identifies as male. You can say is, is you know, identifies as a man. You can say is a man or, you know, like... Right. Um, you don't have to say identifies as trans. You can say is trans like like or, or what like and these mm-hmm. are all things that people have to learn because, you know, I learned these things by people teaching me who were patient enough to be like, OK, instead of saying this, you can stay, say this. So it's like I think that, you know, kind of cultivating like a in people having these conversations to like, know like, yeah, it's OK if you make a mistake, like it's OK as long as you're trying to like, yeah, be respectful and to like see people as they want to be seen yeah, like this is a learning process and a lot of people are talking about this stuff for the first time and they don't know how to and like that's okay. Like, and it's like, I love that he said in a statement, like you're not being canceled. Like people are so like, ah, you're attacking me by expecting me to use these pronouns. Like, and it's like, no, 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 you'll be okay. Like if this is uncomfortable for you, that's okay. Like you will, you have the capacity to learn and get through it. And let's talk about it. Remember when it was uncomfortable at the beginning of the quarantine of like learning about like, Oh, we can't do these things anymore. Oh, we mm-hmm. uh, okay. I wear a mask when I leave. That's like it was something we had to get used to. But the best part about being human <laughs> is that we are adaptable. Is that we can learn. Right. Is that we can grow. Isn't that crazy? Lesbians can have problematic, toxic, romantic comedies too. <laughs> oh my god! But why do we have to put them into a movie in 2020? I liked it. I liked it. I will it. say she that sucked. Kristen Stewart looked great, though. Kristen Stewart. She hot. did. Hot as the day is long. She is also the one actress that I feel like isn't actually a good actress, but for some reason (laughs) I just am cool with that. I I don't get it. I feel the same way. 
It's right. Uh, how dare both of you? charms me in this weird way she's, that I enjoy. She's kind of boring, right? Like in her like press <laughs> time. She's like flat. I think, I think she warmed up as the movie went on. But in the very beginning, I was like, wow, she really just sounds like she's doing like line readings like in this very flat way. Um, I loved her in Adventureland. I actually really I like her a lot. with both of you. Um, she's perfect in Twilight. She's oh, perfect right. in everything she does. You don't even um, know don't if she understand. was good at that movie. We screamed drunkenly over it for an hour and a half. <laughs> I, um, I, I have watched Yeah, maybe she's not boring. Maybe she's bored. Like, yeah. maybe she is just totally underwhelmed with the content with which she has been given. And it, it charms. It works. I don't know why. I love it. It does. It I, totally I give her works. A Total weird pass, like on that. I couldn't agree more. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> and in the very opposite way, um, there's Candace Cameron Bure, yeah. and uh, in the there couldn't be any more of a different person we can talk about than Candace Cameron Bure. And uh, yeah, we're talking about DJ from Full House. Yes, that's what I'm referring to her as the queen of Hallmark and Lifetime movies, and she. I just needed to bring this up because she's being, I I don't like her. I don't like her and I watch her in most, most of the horrible Christmas movies that she is a part of. She is, and not that I, I do not dislike her just because she is Christian. I do have to say that it is in, it is the way in which she decides Mm to view Christian ideals that I do not appreciate. Mm-hmm. And um, she, uh, but something I do appreciate about her is that she put out a picture of her and her husband last week. And in one of the pictures, her husband is grabbing her breast and she is trying to now open up a conversation after all of these years about how Christians have sex with their husbands, <laughs> only with their husbands, uh, as well. And she's trying to make it a little bit more acceptable to understand that Christians have sex. I got to be I honest. Subsert. This was this, this was like, so it's not just that she's Christian, right? Christian obviously is like contains multitudes. She's like a certain type of Christian, right? Like she's like a evangelical i think like she's like very very uh intensely christian in a in a in a kind of you know i know that kirk cameron has the whole you know could could god could could anyone but god have made this perfect banana thing and so i don't want to project uh her brother boss's religious views onto her but i associate her with like a, a a type of christianity that isn't just like yeah i like the teachings of jesus but that is like you know Quite. She's no, she's homophobic. She's anti LGBTQ. Right, like right. it's like no, it is it is that right. It's that part of it that really does. It's yeah, rub me the wrong yeah, way. Yeah, right. It's it's that which is which which has always made me extremely skeptical of her. Although I have seen four of the seasons of Fuller House, as I've disclosed on the show before. See, this is the problem. But <laughs> this is, <laughs> but I was reading this article and I was like, yeah, Jackie's right. This is a good fuck. Like she's like. You know, Christians um, save. We save ourselves for marriage, and then we should celebrate sex within marriage. We shouldn't act like we only have had sex two times because we have two kids or whatever. And I was surprised because I just, perhaps unfairly, assumed that she was because she is that type of vehement Christian that they like can't have sex for fun or what. I, I made some assumptions, and I perhaps made 
uh, an ass because she might have uh, many abhorrent views, but um, apparently only having sex uh, for procreation isn't one of them. So I will give it a very limited good for her, but... I just, it's the people who are... I just couldn't imagine being that person who would be that offended by a married man lightly having his hand over his wife's breast in a Instagram picture. I just, could you imagine going through life like that? Like being so fucking offended by everything like how like how do you even go to the grocery store or like <laughs> do anything like watch t i mean i guess they they kind of have their own tv channel probably or, or two that's uh or internet website yeah hallmark and like to well oh uh, but the gays are but the gays are taking you know the what i mean coming so, in. No. They're coming in, taking their Hallmarks away. No, no, no. I was thinking some probably weird. I don't know what kind of channels they watch. But either way, you know, just blows my fucking mind to be like, I, I have to write something about this on this woman's page. How dare you be at all touched by your husband? Uh, by your husband of 24 <laughs> years. And I will, I do appreciate she is now becoming more open with the fact that she had to adjust her brain because in her mind, she saw that she was raised in a way that she assumed that having sex and enjoying sex was a sin mm -hmm. and was bad unless you were having, and of course that is not all Christian beliefs, that is just, that was how she was raised right. specifically. And that is something that she has had to learn how to undo as she has gotten older. Yeah, that was, and that I was appreciate the, that the was fact nice. that she's opening that conversation. Yeah. I think that's great. But I feel like when you truly believe you're having forbidden sex, that O you get from that. <laughs> the devil makes my panties drip. <laughs> oh no, devil, don't touch my noni zone. <laughs> devil makes my panties drip. Sorry, bitch. I've also, <laughs> I've been so curious too because I also follow Jody Sweeten and Andrea, God, what's her last name? Kim. Kimmy. Kimmy. Just and say Kimmy. Kimmy. We know it's Kimmy. <laughs> On Instagram. And they had like what I... I'm so ashamed to say was a very cute like at the beginning of quarantine they had like a really cute like social distance outdoor hangout together and I was like this is so sweet but then now I've been obsessing about whether Candace Cameron Bure because again I'm making a lot of assumptions here feel free to push back on them but because I know she is this specific type of you know conservative Christian uh, I've been assuming that perhaps she doesn't believe in the pandemic and I'm like well well Kimmy and Stephanie still believe in masks, but what if she doesn't believe in masks? Like, what if they... And so I've been wondering how their friendship, because they're all very close, I've been wondering how their friendship is playing out with uh, two of the, you know, members of Full House being um, people who believe that masks are good. And one of them, again, I'm just assuming, because she's quite conservative, maybe... You know, so I've been spinning out the possibilities for their friendship because it would be complicated to be friends with somebody who has these really, 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 really intense Christian beliefs. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. MJKL. Imagine getting drunk with her, though. <laughs> on Instagram, slide into the DMs. Let her know your thoughts. Push back on me. Perhaps there are uh, extremely conservative Christians who also are very pro-mask, and I will eat my hat. Eat that hat. We got a great hat on. It does. It looks like a Jughead hat, but I know that it's not. It's a Carhartt hat. Talk about, you know, queer symbolism. It's a good hat. <laughs> oh, my God. 
what do we do? I'm uh, vamping because I forgot what the intro is. Um, do you believe? Do in... you believe? Oh, no, no, you guys do it. Oh. It's time for Slumdog yeah. Conspiracy. Do, do you, you believe in? The fact that Gwyneth Paltrow is Becky with the good hair. This one comes oh, in. I know my... this has been talked about before, but we're going to, you know, it, it deserves to get its place in Celebrity Conspiracy. I hear she's great in bed. Uh, this one comes in from Jillian, who says, I've listened to Page 7 since the first episode and love everything wow. you guys do. I definitely miss the toilet flush because it always applied to me too, but I'm happy Molly is at peace with it now. Jackie is a total inspiration for me. I've now started to name my yearly themes. This year was Skincare 2020. It was my version of Franissant. Oh, Holden, yeah. welcome to the team. Thank you so much, Jillian. Thank you. That's awesome. So, of course, back in 2016, Beyonce released the song Sorry as part of her magnum opus. I believe the, well, the chorus was... So sorry. <laughs> mm. Yep, that was that, that was, was, that was it. And I can't believe you listened to it. <laughs> Part of her magnum opus, Lemonade. Uh, of course, I think my my I think my personal favorite al- album of hers, uh, and that of course has the lyrics. He only want me when I'm not there. He better call Becky with the good hair, along with many other lyrics to speak towards Jay Z cheating on her. What? Stop. Okay. The theory. <laughs> The theory, of course, is that Becky is, in fact, none other than Gwyneth Paltrow. The evidence is crazy. mind Let's get it. Well, really, it's just a lot of um, pre-2016, Beyonce and Gwyneth were total besties. Gwyneth was even babysitting Blue Ivy. The two were spotted together all over the place, parties, award shows. Really? She also seemed quite close to Jay-Z as well. Pictures of them together, a lot of cavorting. Really? Of course, also... Yeah, there's tons of pictures of them together. Like, But they're like, so like, interesting, and she's so boring. I know! And also at the same time, Gwyneth was married to Coldplay lead singer Chris Martin during this time and around the same time that this cheating incident would have taken place back in, like, 2015, uh, uh, the two got divorced. Oh, I'm sorry, did I say divorced? Consciously uncoupled. <laughs> yes, thank you. <laughs> also, also, Beyonce and Gwyneth are never seen together ever again after this general time period that the cheating incident would have taken place. I mean, it's kind of crazy. Also, 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 I hope this is true. Fans find further evidence in the fact that Coldplay performed later that year at the Super Bowl halftime show and Beyonce showed up for a song with Gwyneth's then ex-husband as a way to be like, fuck you, bitch. Whoa. The response, of course, Gwyneth gave a statement to people when asked about it via a rep and um, just said, completely absurd and 100% false. So... What do y'all think? I mean, I'm sure you, you guys must have talked about this on. on we pro- the- I'm sure I think we, we did, did, but I, I think that there was a lot more uh, details of it being uh, the, I believe, one of their hair stylists. Mm. I believe. Mm. However, who knows? Again, Gwyneth Paltrow was very open with how much sex she has and how well she is at the bang. I don't believe it. <laughs> I don't know I don't if I agree it. with it. Well, she is at the bang. Yes, that's what I said. <laughs> and um, I don't know if I think that's true. I think you might need to have a little bit more joie de vivre to be able to be um, good at it. But who am I to say? I got joie de vivre coming out of every, every pore. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm you dripping. Are, you are joie de vivre personified. Mm-hmm. And so I, so what do you know think? what, Holden? What do you think? I don't agree with you it. Don't I don't agree? think it's true. Interesting. I'm going to go ahead and say, yeah, because 
I just want Whoa. her to be Becky because Becky, right? Be, like, like for what Becky represents, like that is Gwyneth Paltrow, you know. So I just want it. It's almost too easy, but what is it? Is it Occam's razor, right? The simplest solution is usually exactly. the solution. So I kind of go back and forth. I'm like, well, it's so that's like almost too obvious that it would be her. But then at the same time, it's like, well, but a lot of times the most right in your face one is what's up. And I don't so, have that um, much. I have a lot of faith in Beyonce. I don't have that much faith in Jay-Z. And I think that sleeping with Gwyneth Paltrow was a boring choice and yeah. I wouldn't put it past him. Yeah, exactly. So Molly believes that Gwyneth Paltrow is a Thank you for extending it. I was, I was praying that you were going to extend it. Hop, hop, hooray. Nordstrom Rack's got sweet deals on everything Easter, which is Sunday, March 31st. Get to Nordstrom Rack now and save on Kate Spade, New York, Two-Faced, Steve Madden, Calvin Klein, and more from just $30. Score great brands and great prices on Easter looks for everyone, plus spring decor, gifts, and all kinds of deliciousness. Rack up the deals today at your Nordstrom Rack store. What will you find? Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And now it, you've extended it all the way to starting the list. Oh! oh who's on, on the list? list? Jackie! Jackie gotta have, have that, that list. Ridiculous behind the scenes stories from your favorite movies and shows. Did you know? <laughs> now, Molly, you must tell your partner that the uniforms in Star Trek The Next Generation smelled Awful. Uh-oh. <laughs> Apparently, the crew wore spandex uniforms for the first two seasons, and spandex retains smells very, very well, which is a problem when people are wearing spandex are trapped in an enclosed space together for the better part of a day. Mercifully, they got wool uniforms in season three. And is that any better? As someone that sweats through most of my costumes, I don't know if it is. They should make them out of like um, like Under Armour material, you know, like that yeah. athletic material. I feel like everyone got on board the stinky ship in the sky. Say, so, oh, you want to see a planet get all in the stinky I'm ship. I'm sorry we didn't get to talk about Lindsay Lohan saying stinker because I also died what when was she that? absolutely died when she did that. I tried to find the app she was advertising, by the way, couldn't find anything on it. Like, I was like, I'm what sorry, is that? I'm sorry, though. We didn't get to it, but please look up. Lindsay Lohan TikTok ad. It is very weird, and she says the word stinker, and you know how I feel about the word stink, stinky, stank, stanky. I hate and it. And she winks. Stinky. She winks like Lucille Bluth, like it's a real yeah. <laughs> And there's a fart. And uh, uh, at the very end, she talks about a one winking eye, and like, the CEO, whatever, of the uh, app she's advertising for, which makes no sense, this app. It's like you go into a space with your friends and float around, your heads float around on, you know, different, you know, it's just this dumb. And at the end, she says something about a winking eye. And um, 
I think she's talking about a fucking butthole, bro. I was going to say, that's definitely like a Bill Hicks butthole reference, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I just, I can't with it. Oh, just truly, oh, just yucked me out. And what doesn't yuck me out, I guess, is that NCIS's Jethro and Abby stopped filming together because of a dog. I think this always only makes me curious because I never watched NCIS, but I definitely have auditioned for this role in every <laughs> other procedural show that is like quirky, like thicker. Uh, I don't know. She has a personality, so maybe get a comedian. So they stopped filming together because of a dog. Jethro's actor, Mark Harmon, kept bringing his dog to set, but the dog attacked a crew member who then needed 15 stitches. Harmon somehow didn't think he should leave the dog at home, so Abby's actress, Polly Perrette, stood up to him and told him to do just that, which led to a feud. And they came to a sort of agreement. And what, the, what was the agreement? To never film scenes together again. That that's what that was what the agreement was. No, not oh no, maybe you should stop bringing your dog that bit someone brutally to work. No, we just I'll just bring the dog when you're not around. Very weird. Very uh, weird. Writer, the writers must have loved that issue. I'm sure they did. <laughs> oh man. I also imagine everyone on set loved it that while filming Scream, Drew Barrymore called 911 for real. The crew forgot to disconnect the phone in the scene where her character calls 911, so she made calls in which she screamed and hung up over and over, which made the police call back in the middle of shooting a take and ask what's going on and why do they keep getting calls? I think that's what actually scares me is the fact that the police called back. Let's say <laughs> she's pulling the phone off the hook as she's being attacked, right? As she's doing this. And you just call, but you don't send anybody. You don't send anyone to check. <laughs> that is a fun one. I like that one. <laughs> Terrifying. This is another one, which, of course, we know Dustin Diamond is truly insane. But did you know that Dustin Diamond terrorized the Save by the Bell cast with dumb pranks so screech did things like sneak backstage to pee in an extra's bag this isn't dumb pranks this is like really bad like assault all no this, of this is stuff. traumatic yeah. horrible yes, things right. to do That's to people like p- anti-social behavior and he would make up rumors about people and like cast members on the show getting into drunken threesomes and he described location shoots as all you can bang buffets and <laughs> Subsidized trips to Asselvain. <laughs> All right, Jackie, you can, you're not allowed to enjoy that, please. We're adults. Here. Subsidized <laughs> trips to Asselvania. That is, it's such a what an intricate thing to describe. He's <laughs> like the original best rights activist. Honestly, like yes. he, he's. Uh, Oof, that's rough, but that is a hilarious thing to say. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is It is kind of fun, but see, now this is more the prank that I'm more interested in, is that Arnold Schwarzenegger pranked Jesse Ventura on the Predator shoot. Dude, Predator is such a fucking good movie. So apparently in the wardrobe department, Ventura noticed that the tape for Arnold's arms was one inch shorter than his. Not long after, Ventura told Arnold they should measure their arms. So Arnold said, sure, and suggested they bet a bottle of champagne. 
they found out that Arnold's arms were three inches bigger. So Ventura was out a bottle of champagne. Apparently, Arnold had set up fake tape knowing Ventura would react the way that he did. So his arms were a lot bigger. It was all just a weird prank to make Jesse Ventura feel better. So we, we did an episode on uh, Predator for Wizard and the Bruiser. And another little. Oh, really? Another little fun fact is that they were like Arnold and, and the gang. They would just after shooting like these long shoots, like carrying heavy equipment through stuff, they would go and like heavy lift weights or they would do it like before the shoot day or something like that. And it was insane. And they would like all be so intense about outlifting each other that one of the actors would literally like have to sneak into the gym at a later time to lift in peace because Arnold would just be like, more weights, more weights. And they're all just like, ah, ah, like and, then, and then like go shoot these like really intense like action scenes and stuff. It just sounded insane. Because everybody was like ripped. You know what I mean? Of course, yeah. So that's why I think it is so funny. Like I would never want anyone to shame another person for how they are built or how much they can lift. But there is something that makes me smile of just a bunch of ripped, huge guys being like, oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. yeah, that's what it was. You want to see? That's what it was like, like, literally what it was like on that set. That just kind of makes me smile. I'm going to round out this list. I knew this already. I, um, I knew this already. Uh, but that is only because I really enjoyed the show Community that Chevy Chase and Dan mm. Harmon bickered like children while making Community. I have definitely heard a lot about this. I believe it's season four when Chevy Chase was like, fuck you, if Dan Harmon's involved, or like, I think Dan Harmon quit for just a season, then comes out, like, it was just ridiculous. So Chase was infamously terrible to work with, which led Dan Harmon to make a speech amounting to, screw you, Chevy, to Chase's family at a rap party. <laughs> Chase then left an extremely profaned voicemail for Harmon, which you can find on the internet, I which Harmon played back to his audience for the Harmon Down podcast. So if you listen to Harmon Down, he played, it's just, Chevy Chase is just an asshole. Yeah. But they both are very good at what they do. So when you, it's another one of those kind of things where it's like, I don't want anyone to be an asshole to each other, but it's kind of funny when it's just these two very talented men that are just like, yeah, well... I hate you. It's just so childish. It's so childish um, that it kind of makes me smile. That's my list, though. Hey, thank you for the list. Thank you for my sight going away. Why would I thank someone for that? Hold on. Why are you thanking me? Oh, my God. Right now. I don't know. I think I'm going blind. blind. Items. Oh, I can't, can't see them. Oh, my God. This one, I, I'm like, kind of love this selection. Very personal selection, especially the first two. Ooh, Applies okay. greatly to the two of you in so many ways. Let's 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 figure it out. <clears throat> Blind item number one. Things are messy right now between these two co-stars from an almost network show, and I am not talking about the former tween star and his ex, who are also on that show. Although that is beyond messy at this point and is at the hate level. No, I'm talking about the, uh, uh, two other co-stars who dated, and the actor is accusing the actress of using the actor and cheating on him with multiple guys she thought were higher on the ladder. Now, uh, I think I want to highlight again that it's a different co-star couple than another very famously a co-star couple, tween star and his ex couple that we talk about all the time. Cole Sprouse and Lily Ryan. Those are the two that apparently are at the hate level now. Who would the other <sighs> couple be? That are you talking about? Uh, are you, oh my god, 
Are you talking about Veronica and oh, Camilla Mendez? Is that her name? Yes. What was that? Camilla oh, Mendez. Yeah. Camilla Mendez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but then, and also, and Reggie. Yes. Charles Melton. Yeah, Mendez yes. and Melton, after being together for a year since last August, have decided to take a break from each other in order to put a focus on work, allegedly. He has a new movie on the way called Swing, by the way, in case you were interested. Jackie's interested. Swing it into your hearts this summer with Swing. Or some dumb bullshit like that. I'm sure that's what the tagline is. You want to bang Reggie, don't you, Jackie? Yeah. I mean, I want to have sex with all of them, really. Uh, but I, the problem is, is that it looks like Charles Melton is, maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, is the asshole in all mm. of this. Would you cheat on um, Reggie to climb the ladder? Yeah. Yes, I would. <laughs> I would definitely cheat on Reggie, because you know, let's throw it out there. Great to look at. I love at, that. But I... Um, I've seen part of The Sun is also a star, and there's a reason why I only watched part of The Sun is also a star, because he stars in The Sun is also a star, and it is, uh, it's not a good movie. It's really not a good movie. Well, swing into the spring with swing is an upcoming American <laughs> drama film uh, and I can't even find a log line on it so wow we're just gonna stick with that <laughs> alright here we go here's the next one it was probably going to be a train wreck probably I think we all knew it when the A-list mostly movie actress was cast for the role if the audio I heard of her trying to do the accent is any indication of where things are headed it will be the it will be worse than a train wreck. There is time for her to still get it right, but I don't think she has it in her, especially when comparing it to someone else who is playing the role now. So she is about to play a historical person. She is a person we've talked about in the past as not being the best actress. She's uh, and another person is currently playing her very famously now on a TV show. This character, this historical figure, Aretha Franklin. Fuck you, no. Is it a, is it a British monarchy thing? Yes. Is it the crown? Yeah. Well, is what's someone else is playing that role in the in the crown oh, right now? Oh, and this is this a different. It's not is it Margaret be, Thatcher. Yeah. Is it no. Julian Anderson? No, it's a different character. Uh, no, no, it's um famous tragic historical character. Oh, Princess Di. Yes. Wait. So what is happening with it? Wait. Isn't no. We've talked about her oh, being no, a bad actor before. She is going to apparently be playing Princess Di. Kristen Stewart. Oh. Yes, Kristen Stewart's going to play Princess Di. I forgot. Yeah, we talked Princess about it Stewart's today. Be, yes. Yes. I, I, that was why it was kind of a sneaky clue, because it was like kind of hiding in plain sight clue. Yes, she's apparently supposed to be playing Princess Diana in a movie called Spencer. The film is called yeah, Spencer. Sinners, I already said that. Centers around three days in the 1990s that were pivotal for the princess, which is actually a really interesting Bio. I'm gonna watch the fuck out of she it. She kind of looks like Princess Di. I can see it. She's got those beautiful eyes. Stewart said the accent is intimidating as all hell because people know that voice and it's so so distinct in particular. I'm working on it now and already have my dialect coach. The film is to be directed by Pablo Lorraine, who did the film Jackie. That's my name. <laughs> starring Natalie Portman, which I loved. Jackie that is my name. I love Jackie. But doesn't Kristen Stewart? Oh, no, I guess that was, I guess that is in America. I always wanted to watch the movie Lizzie with Chloe Sevigny and Kristen Stewart, but more so because I wanted to watch them kiss. And I just assumed they had accents in that, but I guess they don't. I mean, I hope that, I, I don't know. I'm just going to say, like, anybody would probably, if anybody's just learning an accent for the first time, like, that 
for initial tape is probably gonna suck ass. I I, I don't think it's. What are you talking about? I'm gonna die. Um, either way, though, that was that one. I think that's interesting, though. I'm definitely Jackie. I'm definitely also very interested in watching that movie. Uh, whatever. Yeah, oh, yeah, I'll watch, watch that. We have to. We should do like a cat style collective viewing of that, honestly, because sure. that's hitting a lot of page seven goalposts. You know, right? Please, please. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, last one. Okay, this one's really weird and involves, to me, very disparate humans. So I will like really try to handhold you through the guessing if it becomes difficult. I'll just say that. But the story is so fucking weird and funny that I just, that's why I pulled it. This A-list actor who likes to call everyone sport, and also, by the way, uh, the is Gatsby. one of those actors... <laughs> Yeah, I know, right? Which I knew. I, by the way, I didn't know this about this actor, but I will also say another clue for this actor that's not in this blind item right here is that this actor is one of those actors who also has like a shitty band and they wish they were a musician, but they're just really a great actor. Uh, was telling a story to friends last week about his A-list actress X once hooked up with this A-list politician who was awful in bed, and after the twenty-minute hookup, called slash texted the X every day for six months trying to hook up again. He only gave up when the actress changed phone numbers. I will say about the politician, big on the environment. Go. Al Gore. Weirdly, yes. That's wow. like the weirdest part of okay. this story. That was maybe too obvious of a hit. That's fine. I wouldn't know almost anything. No, that's right. great, so Okay, I was about to say AOC. <laughs> she's actually big on the environment. I'm pretty sure she's great. I, I, well, I, I, I don't know, but I, I had to guess, Molly. I'd say All right. fantastic. Yeah, I don't think she's date. thirsty chasing anyone. Yeah, yeah. Um, or thirsty. Man yeah. in a band. Yeah. Kevin Bacon. No. Not Jared Leto. That's great, Jared... because if he if he cheated on Kira Sedgwick, I'd flip out. Not Jared Leto, but I feel like so similar in in type, like in just, he's older than Jared Leto. You said he's a good actor? I think so, yes. Is, is Star Snake one of my favorite Christmas movies? He stars in one of your favorite Christmas Christmas Three movies. names. I might have thrown you off the Christmas movie thing because it's not like your traditional Christmas movie. <laughs> I'm over here. Well, like... that's fine because all I could think of three names was Stephen Van Zant, and I know that's not who you're fucking talking about. Stephen Van Zant's wacky guitar Christmas. Yeah, that's my favorite. Uh, yeah, I would watch. You know what? You know what? I'd watch the fuck out of it. Stephen has had the best career of all of us. So let us. Yeah. Wow. Okay. And it's not Jared Leto. Yeah. And. And it's and it is a it is a it is a man, correct? Yes, it is a man. Three names, shitty band. Um, famously was with like a super hot Billy actor. Bob Thornton. Yes, <laughs> good job. Now Jay. the second person on this list. Do you know? Do you have a Sorry, good knowledge? I'm, vict- I'm giving myself a mini victory right now because I'm awesome. I forgot, but I yeah, that was man. good. But you're not even done. So so Billy Bob Thornton's telling the story about an ex of his who banged Al Gore and w- w- the sex was so bad, but Al Gore was so thirsty that he constantly was hitting her up Oh, the story's again. giving me the creeps. I know. I, I was just like, what is this fucking blind item? <laughs> so do you have a decent understanding of Billy Bob Thornton's ex? Because it's not the obvious one. Okay, so obviously not it's Angelina. not... Um, Angelina, it's not, yeah, Angelina Molly said, I was waiting for one of you to say, it's not Angelina Jolie, it's, I didn't know, he dated this person, this person's one of my favorite actresses, 
She's it's Laura Dern. Yeah. Wow. Wow. The fuck is I, what is, is that? what is nuts is I just learned that they were engaged. Weird. I right? learned this. Uh, Henry was talking. Henry, of course, because I think probably once every other month brings up the fact that Natalie was yeah. hit on by Billy Bob Thornton, mm-hmm. and we were talking about it. And I was like, I mean, you know, he's got great taste, Angelina Jolie, and he's like, yeah, and Laura Dern. I was like, Laura Dern. He's like, yeah, they were, they were. Um, he mar- the reason Amazing. why we're talking about it is he married Angelina Jolie while he was engaged. To Laura Dern. What? Wow. This is why we were talking about it. And I was like, why would you ever? Laura Dern is perfect. I know. I'm obsessed with but Laura Angela Dern. But Angelina Jolie's got and that, like, snake lady yeah, thing. You that's, know what I mean? They're wearing each hot, other's honestly, blood, doing their, you I've, know. I, and, and so is he, man. This is a this is a conundrum. Laura, wait, so Laura yes. Dern was banging Al, Al Gore. This is once for news. 20 minutes. Bang on stream minutes. I feel like Laura Dern, though, is one of those people who's like super also really into like the environment and things like that. Oh, yeah. Oh, a thousand percent. She's perfect. I love She's Laura like, yeah, Dern. I'll hook up with you. I care about global warming. Right. I think maybe they just yeah! they had some drinks. They're talking so passionately. Breasts what? are heaving. Buttocks are flexing. And all of a sudden they're just like, let's just make it happen, bro. <laughs> straight up, though. Straight up. At the, I'm saying years ago. If so, if this is around the time that they were, you know, together. They were just saying years and years ago. Yeah. I don't give a fuck about uh, Al Gore. I'd probably still bang him for the story. Yeah. I, there's so many people I'd bang for the story. But like, yeah, I banged Al Gore once. Like, right? Al Gore Had became kind of fun after numbers. after losing the two thousand or after you know uh, the Supreme Court gave the election to George W. Bush in two thousand. He kind of let loose. He like grew out a beard and. I saw him speak because I lived in, grew up in Iowa. I always got to see all the presidential um, candidates speak. And he like, oh, he wasn't running Swing in 2004, state. but he opened for somebody at some rally. And he was like a real, he had had like real kind of fun dad vibes. Like he kind of like found himself post the 2000 election, I think. So, you know, he was kind of famous for being like a robot before then. And I think that he kind of got some like sexy vibes after that. If I'm not trying to say that Al Gore is actually sexy, but maybe he was I like- I know you're talking around the potentiality of him at all being attractive to Laura Dern in such a hilarious game. I'm trying to justify right it. I think it's kind of fun. I, I don't know. I'm, this, whole, this is the most like mind-boggling blind item I think we've ever had. That's why I pulled it. It's that so weird. Great. I was just like, those are three names I never thought I'd see <laughs> ever, 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 like, never, ever. Wow. Laura Dern, this Billy Bob Thornton, Thank you. and Al Gore. I don't, I hope wow. it's true, I guess. I guess I hope it's true. I'm, I'm blown away, and this is what what a delight, what a delightful blind item. Thank you so much. Um, I'm so excited, and I guess I'm also very excited. The fact that I just learned this, I feel like I think it's like a little bit of a cosmo. I think it's a cosmo. We're talking about it right now. (laughs) Yeah, I said it. It's very interesting. Kismet, and um, I do want to do a quick uh, shout out, real quick. That apparently, if we want to see Kristen Stewart in a good movie. 
And I've been told this by multiple people that I have to watch Clouds of Sils Maria. Apparently, Clouds of Sils Maria is a great movie. I needed to I need to say this because apparently she's great in it. I'm going to watch it soon. I've been meaning it's on my list of movies to watch while Jeff is out of town. And so I just want to throw that out there that she might be a good actress. Maybe it just depends on what she's in. She's in one I of my her, favorite summer movies of all time, Adventureland. I fucking love Adventureland. And she's great in it. And that whole cast cast is great and that if you want to come home from like a cookout you got a little bit of a, a bud light drunk kind of buzz going are you saying back in the day when we used to smile <laughs> yeah and you're, are you're you like talking tired about you just want to throw something we... on that just gives you those summer vibes dude smile? roll up a j-bone watch Adventureland. it is just like the best summer movie i think uh or one of the best i Love it. And thank you guys so much for joining us today. We're back after Thanksgiving. It is definitely Christmas shoes territory. We're definitely going to round the bend on I think you might like it Avenue coming up here pretty soon and uh, (laughs) stick with us for it. And I'm excited about it. And I think I do like it. And you gotta be fucking souping me if you don't love Christmas shoes. (laughs) All right. And remember that. My name is Jackie Zabrowski. Find me on Instagram at Jack That Worm. Um, Also, check out, I just, uh, we're coming out chapter nine of New Moon of Twilight. Yes, I just got to the part where Jacob takes his shirt off (laughs) and he gives the shirt to Bella because she hurts her head. And I'm obsessed with him. I'm Team Jacob right now. It's a Come at me, with teenage that. boy. But either way, uh, you can follow me twitch.tv forward slash holdnader. So we'll be back. We got Jack and Knees, 6 p.m. ET with Friday with Jackie. Molly popped in. We did the Thanksgiving stream. Molly popped in, said hi, which is so fun. That and now it's just such oh my an God, incredible turnout. We didn't even turnout. talk about the Thanksgiving Day parade. God, I was so drunk. Oh, so drunk. So early <laughs> in the morning. And uh, But that's the only way to do it, especially these days. Uh, but either way, check me out twitch.tv forward slash holdnaders. Ho, Jamali. My name is MJ. My name is Molly Neffel. I am MJKL Cat on Instagram. We love you guys so much. Be safe, and I. We will talk to you next week. Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors, you can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to LastPodcastNetwork.com. Price drop? Time to shop. Get to a Nordstrom Rack store today for first dibs on new markdowns. Now score even more, up to 70% off brands everyone loves at Nordstrom Rack. Denim, dresses, sneakers, tops, and more. Plus, get genius deals on jackets, sweaters, and boots for the whole family. Shop your Nordstrom Rack store today and save up to 70% with new markdowns. But hurry, deals this great won't last. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.